Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to Pod Talk, short conversations with podcast creators that are not just about podcasting, because I like to take the scenic route. My guest today is Kira Higgs. Welcome, Kira. How are you today? Thank you, Craig. I'm fabulous. Thank you. Um, everybody knows by now. Oh, we had a great conversation before the conversation. We also had a great conversation. I looked it up. It was June of 2023 for your podcast called The Void Project. I recommend everybody check it out. Uh, you did what I'm going to say is pretty rare, which is, I don't know how hard it was for you to come up with the idea, but from what I saw, you had an idea, you you know, figured out what it was going to be, and then you executed 10 episodes, probably plus a trailer. You executed the 10 episodes that you said you were going to do, and then you stopped. <laughs> and I find that endlessly fascinating because I have no idea how to stop. I don't know how to stop talking. I don't know how to stop conversations. I don't know how to imagine stopping this show. Um, so I'm just wondering, do you agree with my analysis that that's amazing that you were able to like create and ship the thing? Uh, or does it just feel like, no, that's how you do everything? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you almost got it right in terms of how that all came together. Yes, it's a 10 limited 10 episode series by intent. Uh, but why I started it wasn't because I wanted to get this topic out. Why I started it was because I wanted to learn how to podcast. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to take the last class that the uh, former, I guess maybe still, but I think of it as former Akimbo, larger Akimbo network was offering with Steve Hetherington and you were there uh, in the course helping us learn all the technical side of podcasting. And I thought that if I could learn the the techniques, if I could figure out about working with microphones and recording and editing and where to upload to and all that, then when a great idea that did have long legs came to me, I would be able to jump on it and just start podcasting. So I wasn't going to learn if I didn't do it. And that mm. then I went, well, what am I actually going to do a podcast on? Because I didn't have an idea in the beginning. And what led me to this was just That's natural crazy. curiosity. It has nothing to do with my business, like the how I make money. They're totally separate. Well, then what, but what I, made you want to take a podcasting course then? Like just the, I think one day I'm going to need to produce a podcast. Like why? That's a... That's a special leap. Most people would not say that they feel comfortable. Like, I feel like I should learn this. So I'm going to do the thing and all the hard work of imagining an actual instance of the thing. Like you did all the hard work because you wanted to be able to maybe do something later. What yes. made you take the initial leap? Because I felt that there would, there, I do get ideas that come from somewhere. You know, I don't necessarily, they're not. Call it the I, idea I, genie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And sometimes they actually feel really big and substantial. But in order to in, to bring them to life, it takes some resource. It takes, you know, something mm. that we invest, something that we, you know, we push it out into the world somehow. And I felt like there might well be some ideas and maybe more than one that lands in the future. It's been interesting, though, with this podcast because it was so favorably received by the people who listened to it. And I I kind of wondered, are you just telling me you like it because you're my friend or you you, know, you want <laughs> to be kind? Like, <laughs> what's, what's motivating your response here? But then I heard from people that I don't really have much relationship with how much they enjoyed it. 
and what they liked about it. And I went, oh, actually, this is touching people in the way I wanted it to. Hmm. So that's the other thing to answer your question. I have a a friend and mentor in Robert Fritz who wrote a book called The Path of Least Resistance in the 80s. He was a musician and a composer, and he got very interested in what's going on with people creating or not creating. And he, he has really broken this down into what true creating involves, like the kind of the kind of techniques that Beethoven would have been using or that mm. you know, any creator, engineer, artist would use. And it has a lot to do with knowing what you want to create and holding the tension between that and where you are today and letting that, that organic tension pull you toward the realization of the goal rather than you know, putting your foot on your ass and pushing yourself in the direction to get it done. So I used that to let me approach the podcast. I think it would have been really hard to do if I hadn't used that orientation um, because it was there was a lot to learn and there were a lot of places where I would have liked to stop because it was frustrating. <laughs> or tedious, yeah. I remember um, Peter in the class who knew a lot about editing ahead of time just almost laughing out loud when I said I'd never edited and I was getting ready to edit. And he was like, oh, you don't know what you're in for. <laughs> like, it's dangerous. I, I don't know what I'm alone. in for. What am I in for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. I think we should just stop right there because anything else we talk about is going to be downhill. No, I'm kidding. Um, you're, you're pointing to um, uh, you, uh, Y-O-U-R. You're pointing to the tension I think is really like, oh yes, that's a thing because I was just thinking I've, I've written some, some of my thoughts about that. And I feel like that tension is the magic trick. Like when I find that I create something, it's because I got the tension just right. So I'm, I'm wondering how you, maybe how you calibrate that, or do you realize that you have it very well calibrated? Because if there's too much tension, or too many different tensions from too many different things, and maybe more than one is too many. I don't know. But yeah, I I like I'm waving my hands around like I'm like at a bunch of bees in my bonnet. I'm just like, well, make it stop. And I I think it's interesting that you just pointed right to it, and it based on what you built, it looks like you have the tension calibrated just right. So how did you get to that? I mean, is that an like did you do that on purpose, or did it just that's how it works for Kira and everybody else? Good luck. Good question. I don't think of it as calibrating the tension. I, I, it's more organic than that. So basically, do you want something? Like if you want, do you, can you feel in yourself, I want this, whatever the reason. And the, the, that's not exactly true. If the reason is to keep up with the Joneses, it's not necessarily going to have the tension that it would have if it's truly an innate desire of yours. Hmm. And if you really do, I mean, we're natural, human beings we're born with an impulse to create. That's we just are. I'm yeah, not saying that everybody has to be an artist or a, yeah. or a or a physicist and you know be designing this you know airplanes or whatever. But we create meals, we create friendships, we create our lives, we create travel experiences and vacations and parkour events, and <laughs> you know we create and it doesn't even matter that other people have created before us. We we we're we have that 
wired into us. So for me, it was so clear that I, my purpose was so that when this bigger idea came, I would be equipped, I would be ready. And it wasn't okay with me to have an idea come and not be ready to execute on it. That's, that's where, how I approached it. And so that was the meta, the big goal. And then within that, you have to break it down. Like you have to do things you don't want to do. So the primary, I knew my primary goal I actually had to have a secondary goal called make a podcast hmm. and had to do that. And that to do that, I had to think of a topic. And to do that, I had to find a topic I was interested in. Interested in enough, right? Right. What was and the to thing do that, you I had to then find people. I'm sorry, what you say? <laughs> what, I was, what was the thing you didn't want to do within podcasting? What was the thing that was like, no, I don't want to do that? Oh, I didn't want to do anything related to my work at the time. Um, because that would have felt a bit manipulative um, that I was, you know, creating something to try to draw people into my, now that may happen down the road, but, but the desire would be more to share something oh. of value. Yeah. Than you mean like to, you don't want to, you don't want the students in the course to feel like you're trying to rope them into all joining. Yeah. I, I see yeah. what you're saying. I just wanted it to be a, a, a generous offering and I wanted the conversations with people that I have. Oh, that's the other thing. Every time I spoke with someone, I wanted to really honor them. So I wanted them to feel heard. I wanted mm. us to tease out their ideas. And I wanted for the audience to experience the kind of clarity that my guest had. Something, they discovered something from the process of clearing something in their life. And what did they discover? And maybe it's applicable to a listener, maybe not but we could serve it up. And even if that one insight wasn't going to turn them on in some way, they could at least hear that the turn on was possible right. from the process of clearing something out of your life that didn't belong there anymore. Sometimes people want to edit out the sounds of breathing, but I think uh, that's what I'd have done in real life. <laughs> and that's Craig's breathing, by the way. That's not me breathing. <laughs> Yeah, I own my breathing. No, that was where I would have breathed in and taken a sip of my tea in real life if we had been in the same room. I Oh, there's so many things there. Um, first of all, the Void Project itself is super interesting. That's a really neat idea. Uh, so one question I want to ask is, where'd you get that idea from? But I'm thinking I probably can do better than that. But let's start there. What, when you, you know, there, um, I always want to talk about the pensive, which is a Harry Potter reference. I'm not a Harry Potter nut, but that one thing from one of the movies really stuck with me. The idea that you could pull thoughts and feelings out of your head and drop them in this thing that looks like a birdbath and then stir them around and come out. So I often use this as a metaphor. Like, So you're standing there in front of the pensive and you're trying to figure out a topic for, all right, I'm going to make a podcast because that's the thing I'm going to do to learn this skill that I want the make that meta goal happen. Well, how did you get to the void project? Was Did you discover this was actually hanging around in the back of your head or was it just, no, I picked 12 things or grabbed it out of the hat or where'd that come from? I'm really glad you asked me that because I have to think back to where it did come from. Uh, before the pandemic started, I created for myself something I called the void project. And it had a very mm. different meaning than what the podcast ended up taking on. But it was a through line to it. My original po void project personally was what happens when I bust through something that I've been avoiding? Mm. 
And in that moment, I was thinking a lot about how my email piles up. Like, why does my email inbox get so <laughs> full and it drives me nuts, but I can't get it all the way down to like empty and manageable. Like other people have figured this out and I've tried a bunch of, like what, it, it has to be something else besides just knowing how to mechanically manage yeah, it. I'm not missing a command. <laughs> I, don't right. know how to, I don't know how to delete. No, you know how to use the thing. And I right. tried apps that are designed for this and it still wasn't working. So what I did was I said, I'm going to really look at why I allow this to be here because I think it's covering something up. I think there's something I'm avoiding. And so what I found out as I started to probe into that was that I had this little thought, this little concept in the back of my head that if I ended up with an empty inbox, then I didn't have, an, I didn't have people in my life anymore. That I would mm. somehow would be like a lonely place. I mean, it makes no sense. It is so non-logical. I wouldn't say it makes no sense. It's, it doesn't fit my world. Like the, it's, it's I would just never what my mind it. did with it. Yeah, it's, it's completely legit and real. It's your, your existence, your, your lived But it was reality. so great to see it. And so <laughs> it became, what I realized was people often don't go into territory that they could go into and maybe it would benefit them to go into it, not to process the hell out of their lives, but because moving through something would allow them to have something bigger they actually want. Hmm. You know, sometimes we don't deal with stuff, and if we don't deal with it, it becomes the obstacle to something bigger that we do want. You got to clear it, clear it somehow. Or you can't, it's not, that, it's not that clearing it is the end goal. It's that you do it because it gets you what you do want. So anyway, that's how the name for me personally came to be, The Void Project. Like, oh, I'm avoiding this dark void. I'm avoiding this place I'm afraid of you know, being in. But then I find out, oh my God, like there's nothing to be afraid of here. It's, it's fine. I thought it was, and it's not. It, it looks like a void, but it isn't. Yeah, it's just, so that's it's how the, just name the unknown, yeah. So I started writing about that during the pandemic, and... Uh, exposing some of my thinking around that. And then it, you know, when the podcast came along, I thought, oh, I could involve other people here. I could ask them what they learned when they did a, a specific thing that I knew all of them had done. Hmm. I always pause. I'm like, oh, how do I ask nine? I need nine parallel universes here so I can ask nine questions. Um, do you think, I'm not accusing you of this, but do you think that one can really end up hiding when you make a podcast like that? So for example, I might have really strong opinions about movement, I do, and about what's wrong with Western society. I have strong opinions about that too. But I have this show called Movers Mindset where I say I talk to movement enthusiasts to learn who they are, what to do, and why they do it. And I can hide there all day. What do you mean like by can, hide? I can be a conversation partner. I can ask nice questions. I can hold space. I can detect which topics they want to talk about, which they don't want to talk about. But you could also, I, I work to not do this, but you could also listen to all the episodes and there's a hazard of you never finding me in the show. I'm like, I'm the guy in the center ring running the circus, but I'm, it's not really me. So I, I've, that's something I work actively to avoid doing in that show because I think it's important to be present, to be seeable in the show. But I'm wondering if you've considered that when you have this idea of a two-person show where you have a guest 
and you have a guide star, you know, the show's The Void Project, here's what it's about. I want to ask you on the show to talk about this thing. Have you ever thought you can actually hide in that space? Well, no, I didn't think of it that way. How I thought of it was (laughs) when I designed it, I wanted to have these conversations. And so I wanted to have about, I wanted it to be under a half hour, 20 minutes maybe of the conversation and then the 25 and then the coda would be my reflection on what I heard Uh, and what it was bringing up for me and what I was learning, sharing some tips for myself. I don't think I hid, but it wasn't about, it was more, again, Craig, it goes back to what did I want, what was the purpose of the, of the whole podcast. And it wasn't that I needed to bear my soul. It's just that whatever needed to be shared to achieve what I wanted the end product to be, that's where I would go. Had some really, in fact, the last person I recorded with, we were talking about her work. Wendy Freer is her name. We're talking about her work, working with clients who are not only clearing clutter, but they're doing energetic space Um, work in their homes and offices. And she's also very interested in death. Well, that's kind of the ultimate void, right? So we kept going and I turned it into two episodes. So she was number 10 and then there was a coda. And we just had this most amazing conversation about death and both of us sharing our thoughts, but also our experiences. And it wasn't hard to do because it was just right there, fresh in the space to, to mm. step into. So, I, yeah, to me it wasn't hiding or not hiding. It was what what's called for to achieve what I wanted to achieve. So I, I think the question that comes to mind for me is, are you, now that it's been like six months since you've finished the project, I would say successfully finished the project, do you ever find that you look back and miss, um, you know, podcasting is a lot of work, but do you look back and miss the, I really enjoyed parts of it because clearly you enjoyed parts of it, if not all of it, but do you look back and miss that? Or are you instead just channeling it all looking forward to imagine what you want to create next or what are some perspectives looking back and looking forward? I do miss parts of it. Uh, it was really fun learning. So the learning curve was a big part of the joy putting it together and editing was really delightful to, dis- to discover that I could package something, uh, making my guests really shine. You know, they had great material they shared with me and then making it like the peak it could be. And then for the listener to enjoy it, that was really fun. Uh, and I, you know, there are monthly calls that podcasters get on right. the community. And I, I actually really miss those. Because I haven't been up for my schedule, I haven't been on. I'll come back even before I start recording something again. I don't miss the time it takes. <laughs> yeah, you know that one. And then I'm a uh, by by trade, I'm a consultant, and so my bread and butter, how I make my living, is working with other people who are bringing things to life and supporting them with that. Mm. I'm to do my work and get paid. I'm a collaborator podcasting allowed me to do something all my own. I mean, I'm still collaborating with my guests, but I'm the producer, I'm the director, I own it. And that was a really fun place to be. And I do feel like I want to be there again. I want to be there with podcasting, 
down the road. Um, I want to be there with writing and not just my blog and not just articles that are run somewhere, but my own books. So mm. it gave me a, a taste of owning the creative process in a different way. And the, and the creation is mine. I'm going to guess that wasn't your first taste of that, but was that, you know, like, was that a more of a, oh, this feeling of being the creator is also here? Or was it a new discovery? Like, oh, I've never had this. I'm guessing it's not the latter, but. Well, I knew I wanted it. I knew I, I, I can go so far with a client and go quite far with a client, but in the end, it's their creation. I mean, I helped, I created the process that got them there, but they own the results and it's theirs. It's their company. And with this, it's mine. And there's something really satisfying about that. What's uh, maybe from the, it's like I always pause, there's so many options from the perspective. So that makes me wonder about what are things that you see that maybe podcasters aren't um, appropriately appreciating. Like you have a really positive I don't want to say that I have a really negative, like, oh, I hate this, but you have a really positive attitude toward podcasting. Some people try it and they're just like, this sucks. It sucks every day. It sucks every which way. And please, I want out. And like, it's never got any positives. Um, but yet you have a, a really positive viewpoint on that. And I'm just wondering if there's parts that you see, maybe how podcasters misassess. like, are we missing something that you're like, guys, you're the creative part is the magic. See what I'm pointing out? Like your viewpoint or your point of view is delightfully refreshing, but very different from what I hear from a lot of podcasters. Well, remember what I said about, you know, I wanted to create something. So the, the podcast was kind of a means to do that. Mm. But, you know, Craig, I had amazing teachers. So I think I watched some of the students in that class drop out, fade, fade away is a better way to put it. Yeah. Kind of fall back because the, when we got to the point where they were having to do the technical side, which wasn't their wheelhouse, yeah. they got intimidated or frustrated, even though the instruction was so beautifully put together. One baby step after the next baby step until suddenly I could walk. Uh, I think maybe people fall back for that reason. Um, I, I, I guess the bottom line is I don't know why other people sour on it. It could be because podcasting involves so many different things. It could be that souring on one part of it means they drop the whole thing. That's kind of mm -hmm. sad because if they really wanted to create something, could they view the part that they didn't love as a necessary ingredient to create the bigger thing that they do love? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of how I hold it. Hmm. I think that's a good perspective. You were talking before about editing and I'm like, in this show, I don't edit this show. <laughs> I mean, I just do a final mix, but it's either it goes or it doesn't. Um, so I, I'm like, yeah, I, there are parts that I don't like doing. So I just, well, what, can I make a show that doesn't include that? Can I send that out? Am I willing to pay for that to have somebody do it better? Um, I actually have really poor hearing. Like I wear hearing aids is why you always see me with over ear headphones. I can't put headphones in my ears. I have things in my ears. Um, so for me, if I'm audio editing, I know I'm not doing a good job. It's like, I don't know. It sounds okay to me. So I, I think the, the insight about, you know, figure out how to avoid the piece or as you're saying, well, yeah, that's, that's all that I have to do. It's just that one thing that I don't love. And the rest of it is just gravy. Um, 
Well, we talked before we started recording about the potential for creating a new show. And it's the design, like by design, the podcast we're on right now, you didn't want to have to fuss with editing. So you designed it so you didn't have to. Well, that was your vision. And that's what you're doing. And for me to achieve what I wanted, it required editing. And in part because I also wanted to learn editing. So I had to do something that required editing. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a good point. I I used to in the course, and now anytime anybody will listen, I always caution against like you know, are you imagining this thing's supposed to go forever? Like, are you building a treadmill that you're supposed to be on forever? Which is what I've done with this show. How this show ends, I have no idea. I just one day there'll be the last episode, um, and I think that was a a really um, intentional, but really good intentional choice on your part was to, I'm doing this course. The course has a beginning, a middle and an end. So why don't I make a project that has a beginning, middle and end? And I think that was brilliant. Um, some people, I've seen other people do that, but it's really a good way to say, I'm going to learn the thing, but this is just the construction paper I'm cutting and working with to do the thing. I don't know. I'm rambling. Um, You know, Linda McLaughlin, who we both know, I learned from her in that in that course the idea of doing a series. Like, she doesn't necessarily keep it going week after week, month after month. She packages it around a theme, hmm. and then releases that. So that was very good for me to hear as a model to consider. Hmm. And I did feel relief when the last one was done. I was like, okay, no, <laughs> I'm going to get at least ten hours a week back. This is going to be good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I think that's, I mean, we could talk forever. Um, we could talk about upcoming show ideas and all such things, but I think that's probably a good place to stop for today. Um, I'm, I apologize. Like I was, I looked through previous recordings and notes and I went, how did Kira and I not do an episode? We had a great time doing your show and then it just fell off my radar. So I apologize to everybody listening because that was great. What we just recorded. I apologize for forgetting about it and not doing it for six months. So thank you so much for dropping in today and taking the time, Kira. Thank you, Craig. What a fun conversation. Thanks for inviting me.